0: Hey everyone, you're listening to the Connect Church Podcast. We hope this sermon inspires you as well as builds your faith. Enjoy the message. All right, we are talking about hope. Uh, and we are in a series called Made for Hope. And the first week that we talked about this, we talked about that there was hope in the darkness. And I talked to you about That there is hope in the darkness, that even on your worst days, in your darkest nights, there is still hope. And we looked at scriptures that say there is hope that God says to you. And we looked at Jeremiah chapter 31, and, and there's a verse in there that says there is hope. We look at Jeremiah chapter 29 and it says, I have a hope for your future. And we talked about how God does have a hope for you. I said to you then and I'll say to you again that it doesn't matter if you feel hopeless, I want you to know that God still has hope for you, that God still has hope in you and he is still wanting to do and accomplish his goodwill for your life. Last week, Jen talked about how hope is a healer and we had an amazing time at the end of the service where people were ministered to, where there was prayer taking place, where chains were being broken off and where hope was... Was being restored. We believe that there is so much hopelessness in today's society that we feel like we need to tackle hope and bringing hope to the lost and bringing hope to those who just don't have hope anymore. Amen? Let's be honest for a second. Has anybody ever here ever been, ever felt hopeless about some circumstance in your life? <laughs> I'm putting up two hands and a leg, so... If I could put up two hands and two legs, I would, but it's not physically possible unless I jumped, and that would be weird. Hopelessness is a big thing, and I realized, you know, you, you look at the news, and you read the news stories. You talk to people. You hear things people say, and you realize, oh, that person has no hope. But it wasn't actually until earlier this year I was having a conversation around Easter time when we did our Easter service, and we called it Hope Comes Alive, and I was having a conversation with somebody talking about it, And they said, well, what is hope? What is hope? And I was like, well, hope is hope. What do you mean, what's hope? It's hope. It's kind of a self-defining word. But if you stop and think about it, hope is not a self-defining word. And there is a definition to what hope is and what is hope. And I want you to do something with me right now. I want you to take a few seconds and find some kind of writing device, whether that's a piece of paper and a note and a pen or your cell phone or if you want to draw on your hand, I don't know, whatever you want to do, and I want you to try to answer this question quickly. What is hope? What is hope? Write it down. See if you can answer that question. Because I realized when this person said, what is hope, and I began to stammer and try and sputter out what I thought hope was in five words, it wasn't as easy as I thought it was to explain to somebody. And if it's not easy to define then how are we going to be able to bring hope to people? It's really easy to to define what hopelessness is. It's really easy to see, oh, I see that you are hopeless. I see that you are lost. I see that you are like no hope. That's easy to see. But to define to somebody what is hope, what brings hope, that's a whole other matter. Today we're going to talk about what is hope. Go with me to Matthew chapter 12. I don't have enough room up here. It's too many things on my podium. Matthew is the first book of the New Testament, in case you're wondering. Matthew chapter 12. And it says this in verse 21, speaking about Jesus and his name will be the hope of all the world. And his name will be the hope of all the world. I want to tell you today that name is not Bob. It's not Tony. It's not Jake. It's not Chad. It's not Kayla. It's not Ransford. It's not Josiah. It's not whatever your husband's name is. It's not whatever your wife's name is. It's not whatever your best friend's name is. It's not whatever your mom's name or your dad's name or your great aunt's, uncle's, third removed cousin who divorced and remarried the second cousin and then had child with that. It's not that person. It says, and his name will be the hope of all the world. And I'm here to tell you today, that name is the name of? Are you sure about that? His name is the hope of all the world, and that name is Jesus. But what is that hope? What is hope? How do you define it? Well, let's take a look here. The next slide, we have a definition of what hope is. And this is in Webster's 1828 American English Dictionary. I'm sorry, no, Webster did not write a Canadian English Dictionary. There's only the American English Dictionary that Noah Webster wrote. And in 1828, he says this, Hope is a desire of some good. Okay? It's a desire of some good. Comma. That means there's more coming. And this is the important part. Accompanied with at least a slight expectation of obtaining it. Or a belief that it is obtainable. A desire of some good accompanied with at least a slight expectation. That means a slight, like there's a little bit of feeling like I can obtain this. Whatever my hope is, I can make it there. I can get it. It goes on, it doesn't, I didn't put this up there, but it goes on and it says, uh, Hope differs from wishes in, and dreams in this. With a wish or a dream, it's not necessarily, you don't ever really feel like they're as a certainty that it can come to pass. So wishes and dreams have a certain level of anxiety attached to them. But hope, because you believe that there is an expectation that you can obtain it, only brings joy. Hmm. Interesting. Let's look at what the Greek says. Because when we read the Bible, the New Testament was written in Greek, so it's important to look there. So let's see what Strong says about it. On the next slide, it says... Greek is the or hope is the Greek word elpis. I checked Google to see how to pronounce that word. Now I don't have a Greek accent. Elpis. I, I don't know. It sounds more Italian. I don't know. It's elpis. And it means this. It's an expectation of what is sure or certain. Hope is an expectation of what is sure. Did you hear me? Hope is an expectation of what is sure or certain. And if we're talking about Matthew 12, 21, it says his name is the hope of the world. That means that his name is sure and certain. It means that it doesn't matter what you're going through, and it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. The name of Jesus you can still hope and trust in because that hope is not going to let you down. Bob's going to let you down one day. Jake's going to let you down. I'm going to mess up and say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. But guess what? Jesus will not let you down. You may think, oh, man, let me tell you, I have the best dad in the world. And my dad would never let me down. He's always there for me. He's always going to come through. Can I tell you something? In some way, at some time, your father will let you down. Whoever you are holding way up on this pedestal, they will let you down at some point. That's human nature. But Jesus, who is our sure and certain expectation, will never let you down. So let me say it really simply like this to you. Hope is this, it's a desire for something that causes us to act and the expectation that that hope will come to pass. Hope is a desire for something that causes us to act and the expectation that our hope will come to pass. Simply put, hope drives your life. I don't know if you know this or not, but you don't do anything without hope. You don't take any actions at all in your life, in fact, without hope. Everything you do, whether good or bad, is based in hope because you're constantly hoping for this outcome. You Go to Wendy's for lunch today, you are hoping to get a hamburger. You are hoping that you won't gain weight from that hamburger. (laughs) You are hoping when you drink that milkshake at Triple O, my Lord, those are delicious. And you are hoping when you drink that that you don't get sick. And you don't regret it out. Listen, these are all true things. Everything you do is based in hope. You hope to get married someday. You hope to have kids. You hope to buy a house. You hope to go see the world. You hope to raise your kids right. You hope your kids are going to sit in church and serve the Lord. You hope, you hope, you hope, you hope everything. Your life is based on hope. Everything you do, whether good or bad. You could be having a fight with somebody and you can say something and your intention is, I hope to hurt them. Now, nobody here ever does that. I've never done that. I've never hoped to hurt anybody. But we do have expectations. We do hope for things in life. Hope is the thing that gets you up in the morning. Hope is the thing that says, I got to do this today because I hope to be here in five years. I hope to be here in ten years. I hope at the end of my life I have done these things. Hope is what gets you up and moves you forward in life. Can I get an amen? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. This is what we call the faith chapter. Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to show you something in here. It's talking about faith, but verse 1 is very interesting. Hebrews 11.1, one, it says, Faith is this. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Can I say this to you? You will see faith and hope tied together intrinsically. Hope is what you desire to come. Hope is what you desire to see take place. Faith is what moves you to action to cause that hope to come to reality. You hope to get to church this morning. What do you do? You got up and got in your car by faith, believing that you would get here. You don't know what's going to happen on the way to church in the morning, do you? You hope to relax your legs and sit down in this chair. So by faith, you sat down hoping that chair wouldn't fall apart. And how many times have we sat down in a chair and it fell apart? And aren't you surprised every time it happens? You are, aren't you? Because your hope says, this chair is going to hold me. And then you sit down. Oh, I'm going to sit down here. Uh, whoa! And you fall, and everybody laughs at you. And then like, somebody's like, are you okay? And you're like, I'm okay. I don't know what happened. The chair just broke. I think it's happened to all of us, hasn't it? I'm taking it off. You know, Chad, I just get stuck in the middle of a thought sometimes. I need mean, to stop and finish my thought. Faith and hope are tied together. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, please flip your Bibles over there with me and look at this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says this. Three things are going to last forever. Now, this is at the end of 1 Corinthians 12 where he's talking about spiritual gifts, he's talking about uh, praying in the Spirit, he's talking about tongues and interpretation, he's talking about all these things, and then he says, let me show you a better way, and then 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter, and he begins to talk about how if you do all these things and don't have love, it profits you nothing, and then he says, these things will all pass away one day. Guess what? When you get to heaven, you're not going to need tongues and interpretation. You're not going to need prophetic words in heaven because you're already going to know these things. But you know what is going to last forever? Faith, hope, and love. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. What is hope? Hope is that thing that gets you up and gets you moving in a direction in life. Faith is the thing that makes you take the steps. I believe this is what I hope for my life. I hope to be, to be a, 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 a gas jockey. I don't know. That's what I hope to be with my life. At the end of my life, I want to pump gas better than nobody else in the entire world. I want to go to gas pumping competitions and, like, flick those gas nozzles around and do tricks and, like, woo, look at me and spray it in the air. And I want to be the world's best gas jockey. It could be a thing. I want to be the world's best air guitarist. This is a thing. Gas jockey, that's not, not a thing as far as I know. But air guitar, that's a thing. Oh, it's a thing. There's a world competition for air guitarists. And these people practice all, night, all year long. It's, oh, I'm telling you. You need to go home today. Don't do it right now because you'll take away from what I'm saying. But when you go home today and when you're sitting at Wendy's, believing God for that cheeseburger you eat not to add weight to you, Google Air guitar competition, and you will see people filling auditoriums with amazing costumes on. Spandex like you've never imagined. This, this, honestly, this is like next level stuff. And these guys come out on stage all by themselves. There's no band. There's nothing behind them. It's just them. Single spotlight. And they begin to shred this guitar solo, but there's no guitar, it's just them. And they are running across the stage, they are sliding across the stage, they are doing leg kicks like you could not imagine. These people had a hope at some, I don't know why, but at some point in their life they said, I hope to be the world's best air guitarist. That's what I hope to be. And so what do they do? One day they're at home by themselves, and mom comes home, walks in the basement, and what does she find her kid doing? Just, just stand there by himself. No guitar, just in the basement over and over again. I'm practicing, mom. Don't bother me. How does this look, mom? How does this look? Yeah, higher, higher, higher. Somebody has a hope. That this is who they want to be. And faith moves them that, okay, this is what I hope to be. I'm going to start taking steps to see what I want to accomplish become a reality. Faith and hope are always tied together. And faith, hope, and love will remain. See, faith and hope are tied together. And they are the things that move you forward. And see, love is there saying that love will last forever. And it's really interesting to me. Why is love there? Why is love in there, faith, hope, and love? Well, I think it probably has something to do with this. God is love. And everything we do is supposed to be done in and through love. So we are supposed to be moving forward with the hopes that we have in our heart through that love for one another, for what God has called us to do, for ministering to other people, for bringing life to people. We are supposed to have that hope, and we begin to move forward in faith to see that outcome become a reality because the love we have in us. Does that make somewhat, some kind of sense? Partially? So then let me ask you this You can have all kinds of hope, you can have hope in really anything. You really can't have hope in anything. You can have hope for your lunch today. You can have hope for going to Costco. And how many times you said, I hope I go to Costco and they still have this on the shelf. I hope I can go to the store today and pick this up because I really want this. You can have all kinds of hope. But those are all temporal hopes. See, when you're at Costco, when you're at Wendy's, Your hope for that cheeseburger isn't in Jesus Christ. When it says, his name shall be the hope of the world, you're not hoping on Jesus to make that cheeseburger for you. You're hoping on the dude behind the counter to flip that burger and make it for you. When it says that Jesus is our hope, it's talking about the issues that you have to walk through in life that really matter to who you are. It's talking about the good days and the bad days. It's talking about the fears that you deal with. It's talking about the issues you have. It's talking about raising your kids. It's talking about when you have to work with your spouse and you're not getting along and you're not sure why. It's talking about when the doctor says you've got this going on in your body. It's talking about all those things that you have to deal with in life that try to define you and say they have a claim on you. That at that time, Jesus is your hope. So where does hope come from? Go with me to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. says this in verse 13. I pray that God, comma, the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit god is the source of hope hope is mentioned over a hundred times in the bible and yesterday when i was looking through these verses and looking up the word hope every one that i could find was the same kind of hope a sure confident expectation they were all basically greek 1680 in strong's concordance l peace So what am I talking about? You're like, Jake, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not sure what you're saying this morning. I'm saying this. That hope is something, desire that we have that moves us to action, that causes us to go forward, and the issues that we face in life, the ones that matter, the ones that we're dealing with, your hope must be found in Jesus Christ. If it's not found in Jesus Christ, it's not a strong foundation. And it won't hold and it won't stand firm. Hebrew 6:19 talks about can you put up that slide, Cheryl? Talks about that we have this hope as an anchor for our souls. It's the next slide. She'll put it up there in a second. There you go. Verse 18 says, we who have fled to him for refuge. And can I just ask you this? Have you ever fled to Jesus for refuge? Have you ever found yourself in a time and a place in a situation where you were not sure what to do? You were not sure how you were going to get through it? And you fled to Jesus for refuge. Those who we have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence As we hold to the hope that lies before us. Verse 19 says this. This hope, and it's talking about the hope of salvation found in Jesus Christ. If you look in the book of Hebrews and read it all in context, it's talking about Jesus being your hope. Jesus being your rescue. And he says, this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. jesus is our hope his name will be the hope of all the world so whatever you're going through whatever you're dealing with whatever life is throwing at you that anchor that holds you to god see it says that it's in through the curtains into god's inner sanctuary well where was that that was where the ark was where god was at And it's saying this anchor is anchored in the curtain, through the curtain, in the inner sanctuary, holding fast to God. And Jesus is that hope, Jesus is that anchor. So you could be on the surface of the water flopping around like crazy because the storms are battering you around and they're trying to drown you and they're trying to break your boat apart. They're trying to make you crazy. They're trying to make you have bad days. They're trying to do all things to you, but as long as you are holding fast to that anchor that Jesus is, that is anchored into God, you won't be cut loose and set adrift. And see, what we see so much in life is people are floating around on the the lakes and the oceans of life, and they have no idea where they're going and what they're doing, and they are lost and hopeless. Hopelessness and lost usually go hand in hand. You lose your way. And when you lose your way, you become hopeless because you don't know where you're at. You don't know how you got there, and you don't know how to get back to where you came from. Which is why this is such a great picture of Jesus being an anchor. Because he keeps you fastened to God. If you lose that anchor, you're going to get shipwrecked. You're going to be floating around the seas of life. And those storms and those waves are going to be thrown up on your sides. They're going to be trying to flip your boat over. And we all have these storms in life. There's things that we all go through. Every single one of us. We have different issues. And it's different to each one of us, but there's still things that come into our life that try and throw us off course, that try and sink us, that try and waylay us and stop you from being who God has called you to be. But what you need to know is that there still is hope, and that hope is found in the name of Jesus Christ. And you need to know that for the situations you go through, and you need to know it for the people that you meet in the world. There's people that when Tiffany is dancing around the stage and singing in her plays with, and she's like doing whatever song is coming up, some jazzy 50s style song, isn't it? Isn't that right? Your new play you're in? Whatever. She's in this new play, and she's singing, and she has to get on stage and practice. And guess what? Guess what, guys? There's people that she has to work with. And you know what? I don't know if you know us or not. Maybe you don't know this. Maybe you do. Uh, people have issues Big shocker, right? Like, you're going you're gonna to talk to somebody one day, and you would be like, oh, wow, I thought I was messed up. This person is crazy. And they need help, and they need hope. They need what you have. They need that understanding that you have. Summer this morning, we were talking, I was asking her how her week was, and she said, oh, it was crazy, it was busy, I'm a high school student. She sounded just like that when she said it, too. It is real. Sydney's in university, and all she does is sit on her computer doing homework all the time. So much work to do all the time. It is going to be okay. And if you're not careful, those waves will sweep over you and overwhelm you and cause you to feel hopeless. They'll cause you to feel like you're floating adrift. But as long as your hope is in Jesus Christ, you will hold fast and you will hold firm, and you'll be riding up the storm on top of the waves. Stand up with me, if you would. What is hope? Hope is found in Jesus Christ. Hope is the expectation that whatever you're hoping for, your desire, that it's obtainable. My hope is the that the storms that I go through, that I will come through on the other side by the power of Jesus Christ. My hope for all of you is that the storms that all of you go through, that you would stay anchored to Jesus, that you won't let go of that anchor that's holding you through the veil. That those winds and those waves, they will will beat on you. They will try and drown you. But you will stay anchored. And that storm will pass. And when the sun comes up and the sea is calm, you look around and see that you're still anchored to Jesus Christ. That you still have the hope that is found in him that you can still take that hope and give it away to other people who you find in your life that are hopeless. Thank you so much for joining us today. We want to encourage you to take what you just heard and let it go deeply into your heart to allow Jesus to do the deep work that only he can do. We also want to encourage you to be a part of what's going on here at Connect. Head over to connectchurch.ca to find out how.